0: Hello and welcome to The Great Indoors. The podcast which reveals everything you ever needed to know about interiors and explains how to make it all really work for you in your home. I'm Kate watson Smythe, And I'm Sophie Robinson. Now you can sign up to be a member of The Great Indoors Insiders, support the podcast, enjoy ad-free listening, get bonus content... As well as first dibs on ticketed events. Just visit thegreatindoorspodcast.com. That's thegreatindoorspodcast.com. But before we get into this week's show, a word from our sponsors, Natural Mat natural mat make beds and mattresses by hand in devon using natural organic and renewable materials with absolutely zero chemicals synthetics or
1: glues natural materials are more breathable more comfortable and longer lasting all of which contributes to a better and a healthier night's sleep and i'm all about good sleep
0: (laughs) oh me too and more and more research is coming out on this all the time the importance of sleep to our overall health and happiness Especially in midlife, Kate. Tell me about it.
1: (laughs) I went to boarding school and we had horsehair and straw mattresses that were so old they had a dip in the middle and you could only sleep in one position. These days I move around a lot and I need to know my mattress is going to support me.
0: Oh, do you know what? I'm so the opposite. As soon as the head hits the pillow, I am absolutely knocked out. So there's no jiggering or wiggling around for me. But aside from whatever bedroom acrobatics you're getting up to, on a more serious note, did you know the majority of mattresses in the UK are still sprayed with chemical fire retardants, which Natural have always considered unnecessary? Instead, the organic wool they use, which they buy directly from farmers on their doorstep in Devon, renders their mattresses naturally fire retardant. I'm I love the fact that wool is naturally fire retardant who knew you do love a fact that is true now to learn more about natural mats organic beds and mattresses head to their website naturalmat.co.uk or you can visit one of their showrooms in London Devon and the Cotswolds
1: and listeners can receive 10% off their first order with natural mat either online in store or over the phone by using the code tgi10 for 10% off your first order Valid until the 30th of November, 2023. Now,
0: this week's guest is no stranger to the podcast. It's Marianne Schillingford, the creative director of Dulux. We are thrilled to be chatting to her about the new Dulux colour of the year and all things colour forecasting.
1: It's a real bookmark on the interior's calendar because it's about so much more than a colour. It's a mood, a feeling, a reflection of the world... And yet it actually usually ends up being a colour we want to put
0: on the walls as well. Now, for anyone new to the podcast, let's just remind everyone who Marianne is. She went to college to study art and art history, but dropped out to run away with a fair. <laughs> she worked with a showman's decorator, painting fairground rides before setting up her own business, creating themed interiors. It's worth pointing out that she's pretty good with a brush in an artistic sense and creates the most amazing murals. She claims to be able to paint most decorators into a corner and maintains that knowing how to mix colors accurately enough to paint a full-size galloping carousel horse is a skill that comes in surprisingly handy. But it is her work for Dulux that she is now best known, helping decide the Dulux color of the year and having such a great influence over what we're going to want to put on our walls in the coming year ahead.
1: Marianne, welcome to The Great Indoors. <laughs> I'm
2: so happy to be here. Thank you for asking me.
1: Well, you might change your mind in a minute because <laughs> I, I should point out to our listeners that we have Marianne on a, on a Zoom call so we can see her. And far from the colour of the year, which we'll leave it to Marianne to discuss, she is sitting in what looks, well, Basically like a coal hole. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm going to go with are they deep brown chocolate walls because regular listeners will know we've had a bit of chocolate chat on the podcast. Or are you just sitting in a coal
2: hole, Marianne? I have been squirreled away in the corner of a room. We are launching Colour of the Year in in this venue and they found a little cubbyhole for me. And there is a, a... fan going on I know you said to me we need to be as quiet as possible it literally is a motor fan going on the background and they told me I cannot turn it off because otherwise it will it will plunge Soho into darkness so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry about this guys but I really out. we are an industrial gritty industrial luxe situation here but uh, so do forgive me Not great amount of colour in here, but... No, I'm
0: going to paint the picture. There's a black wall. There's a black wall with a black and white framed picture
2: in the background. And Marianne, to top it all off, you're in a black top, exactly, <laughs> with white headphones. No, 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 no. It's a blue top. It's a midnight blue top. Oh, so oh is it's it? Absolutely blue. gorgeous, deep, 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 dreamy, deep dark blue. Oh, okay. But We're do you know off what? The hook. Yeah, it's somewhere. I I hope that I will keep my energy levels up. Yes. In this kind of a colorful sort of because it really is very <laughs> inspiring. I know it would make me go to sleep. This is the kind of color that I. That I love, you know, if you if you're finding it hard to sleep or you've you've got a stressful job, I think these beautiful deep dark midnight dreamy colours are perfect
0: oh well this is quite exciting because we're recording you on the eve of your big announcement Kate and I've had to sign NDAs to uh to be allowed to even talk to you about this but obviously by the time our lovely listeners listen to this podcast the colour of the year will be out but just you know just for fun Marianne can we drumroll
2: and uh do you want to do you want to announce <laughs> what it is drum roll I don't if I bang anything something might break so I can't (laughs) do a proper drum roll we'll do a drum roll (laughs) brilliant color of the year 2024 is a color we are calling sweet embrace and it is the most delicious delicate porcelain blossom pink when I say the word pink it conjures up things that are very sweet but this is it's a sweet colour, but it's very, very delicate. It, it, it acts like a neutral, and it's just one of those colours. We chose this colour because it captures a sense of what we want and what we need. And at the moment, we're not quite ready for the big bear hug. We're not really ready to celebrate anything, because there's not a great deal to celebrate, to be to, to entirely honest. But what we do need is we need a friend to put their arms around our shoulders and make us feel at home. And this colour is absolutely beautiful. We've seen pinks coming through. We've seen yellows and we've seen coppers and golds. But we think that this delicate pink is just absolutely perfect for the year
0: ahead. Now, I've seen the lovely press release, obviously. It, to me, on my computer screen... with lilac. Isn't it quite a cool pink? You know, that sort of warm blush pink that was very on trend maybe 10 or more years ago. Millennium
2: pink, did they call it, the Mm. blush pink. It was quite warm. This feels quite cool. Yeah, and and it is quite cool. It's it's another colour that has an amazing property called metamerism. And what that means is that when the light hits the colour, it changes as the sun moves across the sky. So it starts off looking quite sweet, quite pink. I mean we would go, there's a, there's a there's a real blush to it, but as the day moves on towards the dusk, you see these lilacy, soft, heathery tones coming out in it. So it is very, it's quite a cool pink, which makes it an amazing colour to support natural materials, warmer colours. It's an incredible supportive of colours of, of warmer colours, but it is very, very delicate, quite unusual, quite difficult to get a sort of fix on. So you describe it as a pink and when you look at it, it can look like a very, very soft, almost pebbly, Pinky lilac grey
0: and you talk about this is the colour that people need right now I'm going to be honest Marianne I think we've had years from Dulux of we need
1: we need tranquility we need safe havens we need (laughs) hugs from our (laughs) home we need some security and some kindness I mean I remember going back to I think you'll remember better than me 2018 Mm -hmm. heartwood which for anyone who who wasn't following was a sort of heathery mauvey colours beautiful colour and I remember going to the press release that year and you gave a speech which I've quoted so many times since and you said that you were writing your speech and you knew what you were going to talk about and then you had a phone call from somebody you work with and he'd fallen off his bike and you said oh my god are you okay what can I do and he said I just want to go home and you changed your whole speech to be about how home is not so much a noun as an adjective it's a feeling it's safety security so you know five years in do we see Still need hugs. Where's where big, bold joy coming? Bring <laughs> me the joy, Marianne.
2: Kate, I think that's coming. And I think, I do think that's coming, but we're not ready for it yet. If you think about, we would be kidding ourselves if we said we are living in amazing times. We're not ready to have a party. There's there's a party on the horizon And you can create parties and pockets of those party colors within. That So Sweet Embrace is a supporting color of those little pockets in your home. And yes, we do need flashes of joy, absolutely. But to surround yourself in those colors... At this point in time, you know, to actually immerse yourself in a bright golden yellow. It's great if you're going out or great if you want to have a shower or, you know, but we don't want to feel like that all the time because we don't feel like that all the time. And I don't know if you can force those feelings through colour. So this is something gentle, something supportive. I'm dying for a party, Kate. <laughs> For a party, oh, my, my, but, I'm yeah, party and I, balance. you know? <laughs> and I do have the party, and I love it, and I love you for that because you sow those beautiful seeds of a future. But you know, the majority of the population aren't quite ready for it yet. We're ready for it in little splashes. We have parties, but actually, our homes need to be somewhere where we feel grounded, we feel safe, we can recharge, we can. We still need that now. We can't be completely distracted from the stuff that's going on around us. Anxiety mental health issues well-being we need those spaces of quiet and solace as a background as a sort of you know as a base from which to jump this is where it's really interesting you touched on the fact that
0: not everybody's ready for it and i think what we probably know just between the three of us actually in our own different design styles is everybody reacts to color differently i find very bold chromatic rich warm bright colors help me feel my best Kate likes a big bear hug from a nice deep brownie red and a blush pink. Those are your colours. We can get into what your colours are, Marion. But, you know, we've just come out of 10 years of grey. We've just about moved into some warm neutrals. Are you saying we're just having to bring people a bit Slower, because obviously Dulux is a global brand, and I know this colour of the year isn't just for the UK. It's a global forecast, isn't it? So I'm always interested to talk to you because you have that broad horizon view of of what what the world needs, if you like. <laughs> and what
2: you're saying is is it's got to be soft. Well. We have color of the year, which captures this sort of, this, this feeling, this sense of being home, you know, a place that we call home. So that's the supporting, that's the color that supports everything. And that's what we call color of the year. And then we have palettes that bring to life other aspects of things that we need and want in our homes. So joy, a bit of uplifting joy. And this palette is golden yellows at its heart, beautiful lilacs, supportive, soft, soft stone colors. But there's, we have a joyful palette, And when you put color of the year into that joyful palette, you get that sense of joy and uplifting, a a feeling in a a part of your home. And then we've got a calming palette, a calming palette of blues and greens. And when you put Sweet Embrace into those blues and greens, Sweet Embrace is the warmest color in that palette. But the whole overall scent, the the look and feel of the space is, is a calm and reflective space. And then we've got a warm palette, a palette of colors that joins the old and new things that you have in your house together they're a, a, a palette that sort of captures this sense of clutter core of of lots of things going on at once this this, this who am I what's my home all of the things that I've collected in, in my life and so we've got these three palettes of warm calm and uplifting and color of the year links all of those together sweet embrace links all of those together so we have three sort of really big themes and color of the year is the linking supporting color so it's not the shouty color it's the supporting color and That's been happening for a while. It connects us with nature in a very soft and gentle delicate way, more with the flowers rather than the foliage, but then there's a foliage palette in there. So it's evolution, not revolution. Because it's interesting, isn't it, when to hear you discuss it like that, and I think this
1: is why it's so key with the colour of the year. You know, every other company, I think, has perhaps followed Dulux by now doing a colour of the year. And companies are doing it, magazines are doing it. And it's often perhaps a colour plucked from trends. So I've had a lot of emails recently about this sort of damson, paprika, rhubarb, rich, earthy browns, which are my colours and colours I use. So on the face of it, you then look at the Dulux and you go, hang on a minute, they're completely, they've gone off on a tangent." Yet again, everybody went sort of slightly cross in the pandemic, didn't they? Because you had a sort of very soft brown colour. Brave, brave ground. Brave and ground. Brown. And everybody went, we want some yellow. It's miserable <laughs> out there. But the idea, I suppose, you call it colour of the year. It's, I wonder if it's a sort of misnomer because it's mood of the
2: year, isn't it, really, is what you're saying. It's mood with a palette. It's a mood of the moment. We are decorating with our hearts more than ever before. We're wanting to express ourselves. We're wanting to capture a feeling. What our homes are giving us, they're working harder than ever, and they need to give us exactly what we need. And we saw those cranberry reds. We saw the terracottas and the golden earthy. We saw the yellow. We saw them out there in Milan design. We've seen them coming into design and on the catwalk. But we just didn't think the story that the world was telling us wasn't there yet so we took the, the beautiful warm palette and we saw what was happening to pink out there in, in the catwalk and what was, what was happening and we saw that this was a color I mean it's an amazing process of huge arguments oh, oh please to give us an insight <laughs> give us an insight <laughs>
0: on the it arguments so I'd good. love it's to know how best. how many people sit around the table and
2: is it done by vote it's a sort of benign dictatorship. No, not really. <laughs> I'm, I'm very in favour of that. That's how I run my house. No, well, we, have, we, have, we have a three-day workshop every year with 26 of the most amazing people, from editors of magazines to designers, architects. And, and these are people who are nominated by a country or region that ha- are saying something amazing about a specific area of design or area of how we're living or what we're spending our money on the future, what we're worried about. And... Over the last few years, over the last eight years, since we talked about the color of the year being about home, about creating a safe haven, those conversations were what drove those colors. We were talking about not what was happening on the catwalk, not what Nike were doing or what Apple were doing with their tech, the colors that were off the stuff, you know, the colors of stuff that we're consuming. It was the colors of the way we were feeling. It was the experiences that we were having. It was the way that we as human beings were responding to things that we couldn't control. And what we needed was to switch off from those kind of things. The conversation is absolutely human-centred. And so the colours are human-centred rather than the obvious stuff that comes through on WGSN. Or, and we, we, we respond to those Because we have to have a colour that will work with all of the other stuff you're going to invest in. Can I just ask
0: you then, so the humans at the centre, the feeling, which I think we're all on board Mm. with, it's a pretty freaky freaky world Mm. out there, lots of uncertainty, et cetera, et cetera. How do you go from
2: that to a delicate lilac pink. So you start a, a nurturing hug. So we start off at that kind of feeling. So, so we're looking at what's happening out in the design world, and we're seeing these beautiful colors. We saw lots and lots and lots of pinks and reds, terracottas, clays, we saw these colors, we saw lots of yellows, uh, some really, really bright yellows. And we just didn't think, I mean, it must have been a big commercial paint company. If we bring out a color that nobody wants to put on their walls, we, that people, journalists want to talk about because it makes a great picture, but people don't actually want on their walls, then we're not doing a very good job. So we need to choose a color that people want on their walls. So we saw the yellows, we saw the terracottas, we saw these golden, orangey colors coming through. And within that palette, there were these pinks. That kept on that just kept on violets actually. Pinks and violets were really modern colours and they were coming through. And then when we start the argument process, we've whittled down a palette of colours that include these bold colours and some really soft caramelly tones and then these pinks. And we look at them and we whittle them down. We start to tell the story and eliminate colours that we just don't think tell this story of. Being nurturing, supporting, creating a space for us—a place where this color provides the perfect backdrop onto which other put other things. Now, you could say the perfect backdrop could be a white, and we did consider that. We did consider that we start with a blank canvas and we work again, but it just didn't seem right. You know, it just seemed like a bit of a gimmick because this and this pink kept on coming back, and kept on coming back, and then universally, all of the experts around the world said, "This is it." That's the colour. So there's not a fight? But there is a fight. There's always <laughs> a fight. There's always a fight with South America because South America always wants a bold, bright red, no matter what. And they want the bolder colour so there is a really strong... Beautiful, bright light. Boulder colours always look amazing. But this is something you have to work with, presumably, because as you say, picking a
1: colour for the sort of, you know, rain soaked shores of the Northern Hemisphere is one thing. Picking a colour that's going to work in that sort of slightly harsh, more intense, South American, Australian, Southern Hemisphere light—that's quite a big ask. Do you do you feel you're going to say no? But I'm just going to ask: Do you inevitably end up feeling
2: that there's been a bit of a compromise because it's got to be a global colour? It's a yeah, it's, it's always a compromise. I mean, surely you know, in in all life and in all creative decisions, there is a that you're rarely the last person to say this is, you know, it is a compromise. There were some were some colours in there that would have been nice if they were slightly deeper, but then it doesn't become a universally loved colour or a universally bought colour. So you have to think about the commercial, you know, proposition as well. If you bring out a really strong colour, Brave Ground was a, was a strong colour. It is beautiful. It's a beautiful colour. Another supportive colour makes other colours look great. It's quite dark and it takes a bit of bravery to use it. This colour has a soft grade undertone as well, but it, you don't have to be brave to use it. That's quite a thing to say about
0: pink, because pink, I mean, we've just been through the whole par- Barbie core phase, haven't we, this summer? Which is a very different kind of pink, the Barbie pink. It is. But even just the word pink is still quite divisive, because so many people go straight to a social stereotypes straight away pink Mm. oh that's for women that's girly that's for teenagers that's for babies absolutely um so it's interesting (laughs) that you're saying let's go for something really simple that lots of people are going to easily accept and it is a it is a gentle color but
2: it's still pink are we over our fear of pink no i don't think we are sophie and i think that this word we had this sort of memo that came through from global now this is the color we will describe it as Soft blossom, a blush, a thing, but do not use the word pink. Because <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, so, we cannot use the word pink because you're right. People hear the word pink and they think that it's going to be Barbie or it's going to be something that just conjures up something super feminine. And it's just not that. It just isn't that. I and mean, when we love pink, you know, my husband has an array of pink and purple shirts and he looks amazing in them. And there's no problem to him buying pink clothes it's not a problem but we do have a word we do have a problem with this color pink uh, with the name pink uh,
0: it's true because it we is. have um, we have listeners right in and say i love pink but i can't get my other half on board and we've said this in the past it's like just don't call it pink call it yes, plaster yes, call it yes, blush yes. Yeah, all the things but we you're had yes.
1: we had we do a monthly style surgery and someone rang in and said you know i'm decorating my little boy's bedroom and i don't want to use pink what color should i use and we just both were like paint it pink do you remember well, she yeah. had some yeah. pink didn't yeah. she and She didn't want and
0: it but, the, the pink, the pink. We're like, no, no, no. oh and he liked the pink as well yeah. Yeah, the yes, stereotypes are still
2: alive and flourishing aren't they mm. and sweet embrace is the perfect i think it's the perfect pink that just does that it just captures that sense of blush it is a pink but it doesn't look like a pink it's got quite a lot of gray in it hasn't it yes it has yes nudging and it's cool it's on the cooler end of pink as well so it looks amazing it looks amazing at either end of the day and in the middle of the day it's sort of Balance. This is funny that actually in this upstairs in the room where we're going to be launching this color, we have this huge disc of the color, and the disc is under a, a skylight of natural light. And as the light's bouncing down onto it, you can see that the center of the disc is one shade of sweet embrace, and then the outside is another shade. It's almost as if I've sprayed a kind of warmer shade of pink around the, the, the center. And it, it's this incredible ability. All colors change. As the light moves across the sky during the day, but certain colours do it quite dramatically. And this is another one of them. So you know, you're getting four blush tones. <laughs> four blush tones. For shades. the price of one. For the price of one, exactly. So you see, in a cost of living crisis, I mean, what more could one ask for? <laughs> it's interesting as well, though, you talk about, you
1: know, because at the end of the day, you are a, a paint company, you're a global company, you've got to sell some paint. And yet there's this balance which sounds quite nuanced between reflecting the mood of where we are and finding a commercial color that people are going to want to put on their walls and projecting that ahead to next year, because you say we're not ready for the party, but, you know, this colour is going to come out next year. Oh, please, God, will we be ready for the party next year? Or so, so you're sort of running
2: ahead, but potentially running behind at the same time. Well, well, we have in that. So, so I'm coming back to these palettes, the palettes that capture the mood of the moment, In you know, the moods. So you've got warm, joyful, you know, the uplifting and the calm palettes. And within that joyful palette, that uplifting palette are these party colours. So you can dial them up or down in your space, along with Sweet Embrace, however you like. So there are the colours are there. They're in there. We just chose not to use it as our kind of mother colour this year. Our mother colour. I Again. love that. Throwing the net a bit wider, because you
0: are obviously an incredible colour expert, colour of the year aside, whether Sweet Embrace is for you or not... Do you got some insights or how do you help people or indeed yourself go around picking the right colour for the mood and feeling you want to create in a room?
2: It always starts at what you want to happen in that space. So if I'm meeting somebody or we're we're helping people unlock the potential of the room, it's like, how do you want to feel? What do you want to happen? I mean, could it be that you want your family to come together and all eat together as a family? Do we want to snuggle around this part of the room and watch telly together? Do Do we want to have a space where... I'm completely invigorated in the morning because I'm not a morning person. So what, what wants to happen in this space? And it's, it's, it's kind of outcome-centered. So how do you want to feel? What do you want to happen? And then from there, we start to look at the stuff. So you can't ignore the fact that there's a dark brown carpet or a beautiful brown uh, floor or a, a yellow sofa. You, you have to take all of that into consideration. And then you start with a palette of safe, supportive colors, so that's sort of, that's the background of something. Safe, supportive colours. And you want you to to, to to gauge the appetite for being a little bit more excited uh, or exciting with colour, a little bit braver with colour. And as a colour expert, I think it's my duty mm-hmm. to help people, to lead people gently by the hand into something where they probably wouldn't go, just a little bit where they wouldn't get where the delight is in decorating, where there's that sort of... <gasps> Oh, I didn't know that would work. I didn't know that would taste so good. Ordering something on the menu that you've never ordered before, but you know, I mean, your job as a colour expert, you, you guys know this, is to help people unlock the full potential of their homes. I went into a friend's Airbnb the other day and... It was, it was all very jolly and it was nice and neutral and there was lots of artwork on the walls and they painted the whole of the bathroom, the shower room and all the tiles, the walls in an amazing yellow. I have never seen anything. It was the most fabulous shower I have ever had in my <laughs> entire life. And I thought, oh, my God, every shower should be like that. And it gave me just what I needed. Because I'm, I'm probably a vampire, I never go to sleep. I, I just needed that in the morning. And now I'm going to go back and I'm going to put some yellow. When I haven't got tiles, I'm going to put some yellow on the ceiling. It just made me feel so flipping good for the day ahead. And I think it's, it's that. What do you want to happen? How do you want to feel? I can, I can agree with that. I've got a
0: yellow shower room, and I did it, and I tiled it yellow for exactly that reason, Marion. I, I'm a morning shower person. Yeah. And in the morning, I want some va va and some pep and some get-up-and-go. So, again, it's like, what are you doing in the room, and when are you doing yeah. it as well, yeah. isn't it? Whereas the bathroom's a bit more of an evening stoke, where the bathtub is, because I'm lucky enough to have a bathroom and a shower in two different spaces. So then you can have your, <laughs> you can have your yellow shower. <laughs> it's, it's also interesting that, because... And
1: again, I think it comes back to perhaps there's no such thing as the wrong colour, just the wrong shade. You see, I am much less keen on yellow. I think that's quite well documented, although I am coming to it. But I like a much sort of softer, hay kind of straw yellow. But... I have read, uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure you'll know as well, that Coco Chanel famously had a sort of blush pink, pale pink bathroom. And one of the things people say about this shade of pink, it is universally flattering to the skin. And, you know, it doesn't matter what colour your skin is, everybody looks good in a sort of, you know, pale pink. And I'm thinking, if I had a yellow bathroom, that's going to make me look bilious, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> I
2: need the pink. Um, you need, I mean, you need it to doesn't move the, no yes. the mirror in a yellow I mean, bathroom. I,
1: I get the sense that, you know, you want that kind of zingy, wake up, peppy yellow colour. That I see. See actually
0: for Kate, I, I already know it's it's gonna put you in the foulest mood ever isn't I it just think it's, going, it's oh. going to make me look a bit <laughs> no, green in no, the morning and I've been
1: energizing yeah. for you I arrived here this morning and my hair was wrong I was in a bad mood oh. I mean if I've spent the
0: time looking in the mirror and thinking yeah. I look a bit sick then I'm just not getting on the train so this is this is the other thing to touch on <laughs> isn't it is have a have a reaction to color note how it makes you feel for Marianne and myself yellow makes us happy for you makes you cross I think <laughs> You know, it's just like people need to
2: know that colour is emotions, right? And and to have an opinion about that. And it's colours that take you back to memories, that take you to moments in time. Um, it's like colours are like time machines. It's such a sensory thing and it's such, a, it's such a personal thing. I think that's what makes it so difficult to help people choose colour. But if you help them to tap into an emotion, into how they feel, then you've got to starting point so you know and you can ask people to go and get their favorite things show you where they got that lovely picture from the lovely cushion the the stuff that just took them to a happy place and then you start from there it's never so difficult even though it's probably the first question we ever ask you know to break the ice when we're kids what's your favorite color it's your first big question what's your favorite
0: color that's it that's it right there Marianne kids yeah have an opinion on color yep, they absolutely. have a favorite color <laughs> they ask each other what their favourite and then something gets lost along the way yes yeah, so you create and before trying. you know it right. people yeah. are painting their houses gray and I'm like what's <laughs> happened to you <laughs> do you know that's that's just made me think that's
1: really interesting because my elder son is 22 and Always from from whenever he could speak and he was asked that color, he would say orange, orange, orange is my favorite color. And the child, my minder, used to very mm. kindly say that only very clever people like orange. You know? <laughs> 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 child's genius. But interestingly, we moved house almost exactly a year ago today when this podcast comes out and his bedroom is terracotta.
0: And so cream, he's still isn't the that orange? funny? So
2: it's actually orange in a slightly a more lasting
0: love affair. With yeah. Orange,
2: yeah, it's a real lovely thing. We did a, a, a bit of a study on on kids and color and um, years years ago, and there sort of two favorite colors of boys were blue and orange. So two colors that are completely opposite, polar opposite to each other. And there's this idea, you know, and orange was a real So just, you know get away from blue, and orange is a color that boys really really like. And what but about did the, the girls say yeah. pink? What were the girls? But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pink, pink and green. Yeah, pink and green, pink and purple as you went into teenage. I years. was going to say it's pink and lilac, isn't it? Pink yes. and lilac, yeah. and then kind of into, and we come back to lilacs and berries and these lovely sort of aubergine colours uh, and, and berry colours as we get older. And it's not a universal thing, but it is a real common thing. It's something that we do like pink. I don't know why, but we do. Marianne,
1: to come back, we have interviewed on this show Joa Studham from Farrow and Ball, and she, you know, repaints her house all the time. Uh, Again, a creative colour consultant. Your house, I mean, many builders houses are always unfinished because they're so busy building other people's houses I mean obviously we're looking at you in your black coal hole today you're not at home but do you redecorate all the time has every wall got a mural on it or do you do you need a break from all this color that is and I know you wouldn't class it as work because it's a passion but is your home
2: very different or is it bright and as vibrant as you are so my home is murals. It's a, I love a space that tells a story, and I love an immersive space somewhere you can really escape. So one of one of my bedrooms is just an immersive jungle. I keep adding creatures to it, snakes and things. Ooh, been, in your bedroom, well, snakes? I'm, oh yes, 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 yes. So so well, that's not my bedroom. That's a spare bedroom. So to put the guests in there. Nice. But in my bedroom, I'm planning to do a mural that looks as if you are flying over the sea. So the sky will be above the on the on the sea and then the water, so there'll be a water level, and then under the water, so it'll be like you're in the sea. I've always fancied being a mermaid, i think this is my future and so i
1: feel like i can't breathe and that's because i hate swimming i love water i'm, I'm drowning this. do you not like swimming? i'm drowning oh, I love
0: swimming. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're gonna have to talk i'm just gonna have to do some
2: deep breathing because i'm feeling really quite stressed by the idea of your bedroom <laughs> I mean, there's probably quite a lot of blues involved and that's not for you yeah is there? yeah yeah i i'd I love an immersive space i love storytelling my fairground background Tells me that you know, color is an experience. It can be fun, storytelling. It can transport you to a different place, and I love that. And I, my happy place is with a paintbrush in my hands. I, if somebody asks me to paint a mural, I, am running to to do it, and and that's that's what my house looks like. And actually, believe it or not. As soon, as soon as our kids left home, because we lived, I mean, it was chaos. When you've got kids, it's its, it's, it's very hard to finish a house. And uh, I used to do a bit of journalism. You'd go and see people's houses, and they'd only ever have three or four rooms that were completely done. And the rest were just like everybody else's house, just completely undone. But now my kids have grown up and left home. <laughs> Everything is... It's pretty done. It's pretty impressive, guys. You've just got to come sit because it is, honestly, even I walk. go, oh, I'm so good at this. <laughs> it takes a long time to do that. And I do change things a lot. I love to change pieces of furniture. So we have... Bought pieces of furniture. I've been with my husband. We've been together since he was 16. And all the bits of furniture in our house are basically things that we bought when we were 18, 20, when we were starting to have a family that have been repainted over and over and over and over again to meet our needs. So we don't have lots of stuff, but it gets painted a lot. I love to paint pictures and change them up paint frames around pictures. So your home is
0: a real creative expression, if you like. I mean, your home is your canvas is yes what yeah, and basically, if we ever visit you, we better not uh, stand still for too long, otherwise we will become muralized.. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be literally you would. You would be. Yeah. You have a little outline
2: <laughs> yeah. painted around you to sort of yeah, yeah. Kate and Sophie outline, and then everything would be filled in. Like, not, but not the sea. I promise you, Kate. I
0: think our home can be a real creative expression mm. of who we are, and I suppose, you know, we share that mission in common. That people get in touch with the colours they love, the emotions that they spark, and what creative styles you love and start feathering the nest so it feels really unique and really you. The problem is like you say a lot of people don't quite know how to do that and I guess that's where experts like yourself,
2: podcasts like this, help give people the ideas. And also Instagram. I mean, you know, we've never had a view on the world that's been so inspiring ever. You know, you just have to type something and there it is. There's your inspiration. And I think this is this is such a lovely way to unlock people's inner creativity um, and give people the confidence to have a go at stuff because flipping heck it is only paint and if you've got good paint it should paint over really really simply we have this fantastic product called simply refresh so if it goes horribly wrong one coat it's gone oh i love that simply (laughs) refresh that's so brilliant (laughs) on this note
0: marianne last episode we talked about the emergence of ai in interior design and sort of computer generated images and designs is this something you at dulux have dabbled in or you
2: yourself personally you've got any views ai is great for answering questions and for gathering together inspiration in a space but jury's out to be honest i am really nervous about i keep seeing on instagram you see this sort of it's like eye candy where you'll see somebody somebody who's become a human swan wearing a pair of pantaloons ice skating across the set and it's amazing and it's it's just eye candy and i look at it i think that that person just put that into the internet and it came up with that image that person could have created or an interior design and it's the, where's the heart and soul where's the where's the individual where's the human being and there are lots of human beings you know it's it's been created by lots of human beings but they haven't been credited for this work and it makes me feel uneasy however however that's the grumpy old move part of me that probably doesn't understand or appreciate this amazing tool that we've suddenly got in our hands and we don't know how to use it so I think if we create parameters around it and we credit those who have inputted into that design it's the credit it's because it's stealing you would never put a photograph up on your website had you not credited the photographer or credited whoever had done it because that person's an artist in their own right so why would you mine other people's work and then Pass it off as your own, and some people argue, "Well, it's a creative thought process. That's the creative thing." And yeah, I get that because I make mood boards, and mood boards, I suppose, are a sort of you know, analog AI, aren't they? Because I'm taking pictures and fabric samples and things, and I'm putting these together to sort of try and communicate a look and, and I feel and so there's an argument well that's just what AI is and it's just creating a different I don't know guys I, you've, I asked know, me, you've asked me you've asked me like what's no, the meaning of the world life. I just yeah, don't I know did. at all. You know, so we tried. thought it
1: was all getting a bit too easy with you with your sweet embrace <laughs> and your pale pink so we you know throw <laughs> oh, 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 me oh, a massive question
0: up. there, you go. <laughs> there okay. you go that's okay <laughs> that's okay Well, Marianne, it has, as always, been (laughs) such a delight to talk to you and mine your colourful mind for all things colour and inspiration. It's been brilliant. Thank you so much for taking what is a really busy time for you, but I feel like we need to release you from the basement. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Thank you. We'll we'll
0: have you back next year for the party
1: colour. Yes! Absolutely. I'll I'll hold you to
0: that. So if you want to follow Marianne and the Dulux team over on Instagram, it's at Dulux UK. But for our overseas listeners, there are very many Dulux accounts per country. So find your local Instagram account. And we'll also put the link to the Colour of the Year page in the show notes. Oh, wasn't she brilliant? I love Love, love to talking Marianne. to Marianne. Uh, let me just remind you all about the Great Indoors Insiders Club, where you can enjoy ad-free listening, bonus content and first dibs on ticketed events, just visit thegreatindoorspodcast.com to sign up.
1: We'll be back next week as ever. And in the meantime, do chat to us on the Facebook page, The Great Indoors Podcast. And all that remains is to thank our lovely
0: producer, Sarah Cudden of Feast Collective. And of course, our sponsors, Natural Mat. And don't forget that juicy discount code tgi ten. For 10% off your first order. Valid until the 30th of November, 2023.
2: And for now, we'll see you in the great indoors.